So, how are you? Oh, uh, audio. We're great. I think it'll work out. Yeah, it's on the audio, so nobody, <laughs> hey, does, nobody needs to see us. Oh, well, then it's then who cares? Who cares? I'm just gonna, I wouldn't have brushed my hair for this if I'd known that. Oh, I should have warned you. God, I brushed my hair and everything. Do not brush your hair warning. This is only audio. Okay, well, that's perfect. (laughs) I will start giving that disclaimer out when I invite people on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. And I am Athena Rodriguez. And we're here with comedian Erie Diamond. How are you doing, Erie? Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, Doing good, doing good. So good to see you. It's been a while since we hung out. Yeah. With you. Um, so uh, I, I'm going to ask. I'm okay. going to ask. So we were we were discussing this, but uh, we were wondering, how did you how did you get the name Erie? Oh, yeah. Where did the name Erie come? Oh, from? yeah. Oh, gosh, that's easy. Um, <laughs> no, guys, like, come on in the golf scene. Everyone has like a like a nickname. Right. We're kind of like. A bunch of like rappers or something. Everybody gets <laughs> it's a fake nick. That's why I always think it's funny. Everyone always makes fun of the goth scene. They're like, oh, you know Nosferatu? Is that your nickname? It's like, you know what, fucker? Like, I don't know one hip hop dude that's not a DJ, whatever. Like, shut the <laughs> hell up. So anywho, anywho. So yeah, so it was kind of like a like a my real name is Evelyn. And um people used to call me Evie. And so it was just kind of derived out of that. Um oh, okay. So yeah, but but my friends all call me Erie, so that's the reason why I went by that for my stage name. So um, when people call me Evelyn, I'm like, "Am I in trouble? Am I- <laughs> Are you calling to ask for money? Is it my work?" Like that's kind of how I how I think of it. And I've even had comics be like, "Oh, you should go by Evelyn because it sounds more legit." And I'm like, "Who cares?" <laughs> <laughs> What right? is exactly. who I am? That's what my friends call me. So why Fuck would I go name. on stage? Yeah, I am Sir. You know, <laughs> Sir <laughs> Evelyn. You know, like it's fine. Like, and Diamond's my real last name. It's on my passport. So, um, you know, that's, yeah, there you go. That, that is a really awesome last name, by the way. Especially Thank for comedy. You. It's actually my mom. So the 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 story here. So you got it's, this is good. You got me in a talkative mood. Um, <laughs> good. Here is that uh, my mom. So my mom's been married four times, and um, she's the original cougar. All her husbands get younger, <laughs> and younger and younger. And um, um, she her last name her maiden last name is Diamond, and she <laughs> never changed it. <laughs> Which is good because just to be safe, right? And um, she would have changed it a bunch of times. Yeah, it's exactly like why do that? Why go back and forth? And um, so she basically, her last name is Diamond, and then she, when she got divorced, um, all the times she, um, at one point she actually put um, her last name on the end of my last name. So she hyphenated my sister and I's names so that it had Arius, which is my dad's name, and Diamond. So um, I took the Arius off because I took the hyphen out. So it's in there almost like it's like a Mexican. I got the dad's last name and then the last name (laughs) flipped. But you know how like uh, some Latin cultures, like they have the mom's maiden name is in there. And then the, yeah, yeah, I kind of flipped it. So but Diamond's my real last name. So, yeah. 
and not awesome. like a stage name, like for realsies. Yeah. So. And it works. It really works. Like, I think I feel like the two names, the Erie and the Diamond, they go really well together. Thank you. Name. Hell yeah. So did you grow up? Okay, now a- let's now let's talk about my middle name. No, I'm kidding. What's your middle name? No, did you uh did you so say dumb. you grew up as a as a goth kid? Is that what you said? Oh yeah. I mean, you- come on. <laughs> I mean it makes sense. It makes sense. Have Where you, you uh- have you have you ever seen me in any color besides black? <laughs> oh, I don't think so, actually, now that you mention it. Wow. Yeah. No. Course not. Still, still love, a golf kid at heart, I see. I love the scene. Oh, I was gonna show you this. Look. See? You oh, see that's it? dope. Oh wow. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Um, it's it's only audio, so you we have to describe it, but it's a sweater. Oh, I, I and, and then a diamond. diamond. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I grew up well, you know, like when I was in um how old was I? 14, somebody Somebody like gave me a Bauhaus album and then that was it off to the races. I was like, oh, I love this. And, and at first I was like, at first I was like really into like, um, like I wanted to be a beatnik. Like when I was like 12 years old, like I found, I found like all this beat, this stuff on the beats. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I want to be that. I started wearing like the turtlenecks and the, and the leggings and, before anybody else and the Chelsea boots. And I was, I'm like, you know, yeah. If you can just imagine like an eighth grader walking around in Palm Springs where I grew up in like, you know, a turtleneck and leggings and Chelsea boots. And, um, and then I got way into like, um, like the doors and like that whole like scene. I have like a big belt that hung low and a big (laughs) puffy shirt. And, um, and then somebody, gave me like a Bauhaus album and I was like, what is this? And then just kind of like got really into the scene and, you know, when you're an old death rocker, you're just like, you know, you'd look like now I don't look weird (laughs) at all, but to me anyway, but you know, when I go to work at the credit union, yeah, I look like I'm the most alternative person in the building, you know, (laughs) hilarious. That's great. You know, you try not to be too, too weird. I, I have like a couple of shirts that are like green or like a color so that they're like, oh, good. Look, she's wearing color. They'll even say it. <laughs> oh, my God. And when I worked for Mac Cosmetics, it was fine. because You're supposed to wear black. But like, yeah, it was. Yeah. Once I actually had to be at a job where there was a bunch of normal people around me, I've actually had people walk up to me and go, do you ever just wear jeans? And I'm like, I <laughs> like blue jeans i have black jeans they're like no, like, <laughs> like normal jeans with just like normal tennis shoes i'm like the word normal you're putting that's color right you just you want me to wear color is that what you're trying to say <laughs> my hair is red if i wear too much color i'm gonna look like a pinata is that what you <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know anyway yes i love that scene it's the dumbest scene you've ever seen it's like if you ever I, I have this joke in my stand-up where I'm like, if you haven't ever seen like Edward Scissorhands and Nosferatu in a fist fight, hitting each other with their lunch boxes at a bar, you <laughs> haven't, you're not, you're not enjoying this scene the way I am, you know? <laughs> so, it's the dumbest scene and I fucking love it. I love it so much, but it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It sounds like, it sounds so fun dumb. and ridiculous. 
It's so dumb, but I love it. I just love it. Why not dress in corsets and thigh high boots and tutus and, you know, yeah. Why not wear a wedding veil? Why not wear a black wedding dress to, um, to, I wore, I wore, I wore like a big, a black baby doll dress and like a big sun hat and like boots to great America once. And that's just what I, that's just what we wore, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that means somebody Mm -hmm. out there Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the time when they're in Oh, yeah. shit, I forgot. This is only sound. Here, hold on. Let me throw some pictures up so you can take a look. Oh, my uh, god! I, I, I might have seen you because I, I used to spend a lot of time in Great America. Yeah. In those oh, wait, I don't have any pictures of that. You know what? All the pictures I have are like costume parties and stuff. Like this. Here's oh, one. Zombie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. You'll just have to put it on your website. This is me with my friend yeah. <laughs> um oh this is Those oh no that's funny. that's not anything that's oh this is when we did um we did a 70s uh, cop party cop show party oh. I was people, that are, listening, people party. that are listening are probably just starting their phones right now going what is it what are you looking at? we used to have theme parties all the time so that's um fun. i never i never really went to a, a theme pirate party, party. We used to live in a warehouse in East Oakland and we used to have these crazy parties, theme parties wow. that were just out of control. This was our um our 60s spy party. <laughs> spy party. Wow, that's yes. incredible. Our New Year's party. It was pretty crazy. It was fun. How did you, you get know, from Gulf Springs to uh, to Oakland in a big warehouse with a bunch of people? <laughs> you know what's weird? Do you remember before? Do you remember when there wasn't internet? Did yeah, you, vaguely. Remember I vaguely, that? I vaguely do. Yeah, vaguely, yeah. vaguely. So, like, let's say, let's say, right around like um, nineteen ninety-seven. I'm gonna say um, we used to go to like Craigslist to find places to live. Does anybody remember this? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you go a lot to of things actually and now it's just like all scam stuff you know, yeah like, i don't know how old you guys probably aren't as old as me but um uh it was in craigslist it was a warehouse loft and it was um it basically was like a it was actually like an old store like um some kind of store and somebody had rented it and converted it into like a it was huge it was like two thousand square feet and it was just like a big warehouse it had like a kitchen built into it and an upstairs bedroom and another loft and um you know it was weird because it was like didn't have heat you know there was like <laughs> thing- oh, gosh. yeah so we we had like heaters and the you know we had like space heaters and stuff in the winter time but um but it was fun and we used to have these crazy fucking parties like we would have a new year's party every year where we would actually have a balloon drop because it was a huge it was like you oh, know wow. it was like 20 foot ceilings because it was a warehouse so it was like wow. we would have a huge balloon drop we had a band we had bands playing because the only other people that lived in the whole it was a big building like an industrial was, area was, exactly so there was like a bakery and a, uh no it wasn't actually in an industrial area actually which was the weird part it was on um foothill boulevard uh but like behind it were regular houses, like was a normal neighborhood. But this was kind of like the storefront because Foothill is really um, like a busy, a really big boulevard, you know, that has stores on it and stuff like that. 
So next door was like a bakery. Next door to that was um, a hairdresser's called Hot Chocolate City. It was like all like older black ladies. It was all older black ladies. And they you would walk by and they'd be like, girl, like talking, like, gossiping and stuff. And like, it was hilarious because it was a bunch of old ladies. So it was like, did you hear what so-and-so, so-and-so said? And it was hilarious. And um, then there was like an antique store and something else at the very end. And um, so at night, there was when this was in the building. So we would just have, we would have like bands play. And I mean, it was insane. It was so much wow. fun. Well, that's incredible. So my friend that was um, a lighting engineer, he would actually like show up and like light the whole thing. Like that pirate party, we actually hung sails from the from the roof oh, and wow. like tattered them and then like had lights on them. So they would like swinging, they were swinging back and forth. They had like blue lights and stuff on them. It was like really fun. We had like a dance floor in the other room. It was crazy. It was crazy. Oh my was gosh. Wow. It was, and the, uh, the whole thing was like, it was like, what I think it was like seven eight hundred dollars a month. <laughs> so Holy it was, crap. yeah, it was just it was just a crazy time. We stayed there for like seven years, and we just had like the greatest time ever. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm tired of you know camping. You know, no heat and like you know. Oh. So wow, then we moved to the normal years. place. It is like indoor camping in a way. Well, it it looked. It, it looked very homey. Like I had done a great job with it, that, but, um, but it was very cold in the wintertime. Yeah. Um, yeah. It never got hot in there because the, the ceiling was so high, but, but it was, it was crazy times. Like I remember one time we, we all wore skates and skated around the house. I mean, it was just, a crazy, <laughs> That's so cool. it was the best time though. We had such a great time there. But, Did you guys um, uh, have like individual bedrooms or was it like, this is your corner? Yeah. So there was a, there was a, a there was actually like a, um, a part of the warehouse that was built out. So there was like a stairs and like a full bedroom with a bathroom upstairs with like a wall and a door. So, and the wall had window, a window in it. So you could look down into the rest of the warehouse. And oh. then under that was um, like French doors. And then in under, like on the first floor, there were French doors. And then you went in, there was a kitchen and it was a full kitchen, full wow. oven, everything. Um, and then there was another room that had the washer dryer that was built out. Um, that was like a storage. And then it also had a washer dryer in it. And then the the main part. And then there was another loft actually on the other side wow. that had a bedroom. So they had built it all out. I mean, it definitely it had rooms and stuff, but um, yeah, it was really, we were, we were going from like a studio apartment in Hayes Valley. So we were just like, this is crazy. You know, yeah. that is so, so cool though. From a studio oh apartment to a warehouse apartment. Wow. <laughs> It was a fun time. It was a really fun time. It was, it was like, it was like one of those moments in your life where you're just like, you're just kind of like, wow, like that happened at a perfect moment in our lives. It was like early thirties, late twenties, early thirties. We didn't have a lot of money, but we had a lot of friends and we just were like having a great time. You Sounds know, it's like a sitcom for sure. Yeah. It golf was, it sitcom. was I, the golf sitcom. <laughs> Dude, golf we used friends. to have the best we had the best parties oh my god it was wow. so fun but yeah and i guess but, in oakland you know it, the weather's not super extreme one way or the other so you no, don't necessarily no. need the heat you could survive without it yeah i mean it was just one of those things where it was like you know we'd have a couple space heaters going it, in the bedroom it was always warm because we had heater in there but um 
in the main part of the warehouse, it was not very easy to heat it. So yeah, um, okay. obviously, you know, yeah. let me see. I have some photos, but, but anyways, yeah. So it was, it was a fun time. Is your and family then we still, moved. is, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Is your family still in Palm Springs? Oh, yes. See, this is kind of like part of the warehouse. You can kind of see. Oh, There's wow. like kitchen and I don't know if you can see. It's kind of hard to tell, but. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was our hell party. <laughs> Where everybody dressed like they, we, we pretended it was hell and you all had to dress as a character from. Oh, that's pretty see, fun. This was like the staircase going up to the bedroom. Wow. And then... Oh, that's incredible. I see the one of the French doors right there, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a French store. That was my last party there. It was a pirate party. It was my birthday. Aww. Wow. Um, yeah, it was fun. But yeah, Palm Springs, uh, my mom still lives there. Um, and Grimes's mom and sisters, two sisters live there still. Oh, Grimes is from Palm Springs too? Yeah, we met in high school. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. We were just we were just friends though. At the time in the in the warehouse. <laughs> No, no, no. When we were in, when we oh, were in, in high Palm school, Springs, that's in, that's where the warehouse was in Oakland. That was in right. East Oakland on um, Foothill and Fairfax. Okay. So he wasn't in the group that moved up to Oakland with you? No, no, he was. Okay. Here, let's, 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 let's clarify things here. So here's what happened. He and I knew each other in high school. We were friends. That's it. Then we graduated. Then we started dating and then we were like off and on off and on and then i was gonna move up here after i graduated from high school i went to junior college for like a year because i graduated early so i wasn't 18 when i graduated so i my mom made me wait because she didn't want me she told me i wasn't allowed to leave because i wasn't 18 yet so <laughs> then i stayed home and i went to junior college and then I was, then when I finally got enough money and everything, I moved up to, I was going to move up to San Francisco and we were, he and I, Grimes and I were dating at that time. So then I was going to move up and then he decided to follow me. He called me at work one day and said, can I just come with you? I got accepted to oh. San Francisco State. Can I come with you? I put in, I got accepted. So can I come with you? And then I was like, sure, come with me. So then he came, he moved up here with me. Oh, wow. So, that was in 1990. It was 90. So July of 90 was when he moved up here. Okay. Okay. So we you moved were, up here. okay, nice. Excellent. That's yeah. awesome. And so, so we, uh, we moved up together. Nice. Hell yeah. So that was before the warehouse and stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. No, okay. we were, we lived up here for like five years all over. And we got married. And then after we, like a couple months, like maybe six months after we got married, we moved into the warehouse. We oh, like wow. That's awesome. That. That's super fun. Yeah. At what point did you guys decide to, to like leave that and kind of uh, pursue a more normal life? Normal? <laughs> you know, it, it just got, um, the big thing about the warehouse was it was like we were subletting from some guy who lived in New York. And um, the people because it was a sublet, the building ended up getting bought and sold. And at one point it was like, you know, no one was really taking care of the warehouse. So there was like a leak in the ceiling at one point and stuff, oh, yeah. but there was really no one there to take care of it. Cause there's not like a property manager yeah. because it was basically like 
you know, a sublet from someone and it wasn't necessarily zoned for someone to be actually living there. And so it was time, you know what I mean? It was just time yeah. to move into something that was a, a little like maintained and up the <laughs> like that, you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So we had fun, but it was like, there was a point where you kind of got to, you know, you can't live that way forever. So um, yeah, so we just moved and we rented a housey house and then house shaped house and in actually on the street over from where our house is now. Oh, wow. that's cool. Yeah, we rented a house on the next street over for like four years, three years, four years, something like that. And then um, and then uh, we actually bought this house, which is like behind and down a couple of doors. So cool yeah. staying in the neighborhood yeah and... definitely moving up yeah we liked we we really liked the neighborhood so that i'm glad that we found this house because it worked out really well um but yeah, yeah. that's cool so that's our saga how long have you guys <laughs> it's a fun saga well it was yeah how long have you guys been together for uh we we got together in 2010 uh but okay. we went to we previously went to middle school together oh really oh how funny we just, yeah we weren't even friends we really. weren't even we were like just acquaintances okay yeah. okay and then Interesting. Uh, she, and then uh we kind of reconnected again uh you know the age of facebook right and mm-hmm. she was doing stand-up comedy and that was mm-hmm. my dream to do and so i started going and started hanging around yeah is it still your dream really yeah sometimes <laughs> it is sometimes <laughs> yeah no really it really is totally yeah funny. it's my dream to just like you know how it is you have a great set have- and you're like you know yeah. what I mean? And then, you know, it's just, I, I always tell the story of like the, um, I did Cobbs one night and it was packed. It was like 500 people. I had a fucking great set and like, just, just destroyed. And I was like, yeah. And I got off stage and I was like, I was like, I'm going to get a manager. I'm going to get a fucking Netflix special. I'm going to get. And then like the next night I did like a bar show and just fucking bombed. Just ate oh. shit whole time and got off stage and was like, I'm just going to quit. I think is actually what I'm going to do. And like, it was just like the, the duality of like, yes, like one day to the next was just like, so enlightening. It was like, Oh, I hate it. Terrible. So I I totally know what you're talking about. (laughs) I had a complete opposite experience one time. Uh, I was first started out in comedy. I was working, I was doing a show at a bar, open mic in San Jose. And there is these frat boys right in the front row. And like, I'm just like telling my jokes and I can hear them going, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. I can hear them like saying that to each other. And I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Just chucking through my jokes, you know, whatever. I just feel terrible about myself. And then the next a couple of days later, I performed at the Purple Onion in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. And it was packed and people were just laughing their asses off. And I heard somebody say, this is great because it's like the audience is right there. I heard somebody mm-hmm. say, this is great after one of my jokes. And I was like, OK, well, these people came to see comedy. Those other idiots did not. True, true. It's it's. I always find that like the last time I did comedy is the one that I'm that it like leaves me it's like the note it leaves yeah, me on like what until i do lately? another show you know what i mean yeah, so if it, that's if, true. It, if it didn't go well i'm carrying that around you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no. i'm like fuck i need to write more i don't know what did i gotta do to make me better and all this stuff and then and then if i have a good set i'm like cool like 
yeah, okay, I'm doing well, good, okay, good. Like, you know, like, but I carry that all, I just carry it with me and right up until the next show. And then that's the next one that I carry, you know? And and I never do the like, it was the audience or whatever. Like, no, <laughs> no. it's you, it's always you. Yeah. Like yeah. you just, it just didn't happen for you, you know? Absolutely. So I don't know. So you, so she was doing comedy and then tell me now what happened? Uh, I was doing comedy and he said that he always wanted to do stand-up comedy. And I was like, oh, I'll help you write up a set. And I, and I know where to go to do open mics. And I was doing like uh, Rooster Tea Feathers and then the Brit downtown with Atu. So mm-hmm. that's where I told him to go, to go check it out, to see the, the, scene. the scene. And he really liked it. And it's so crazy because uh, when I started... I would go with my friends and then they would just whisk me away right after the mic, just whisk me away, done, leave. And so uh, when Sam did it, he would stay and talk to the comedians and get to know them and all of that stuff. So they knew who he was before he even started doing the comedy part of it. And yeah, that just, that yeah was the local comics me. in the scene, uh, they I kind of like hung out with them after the mic and I would just kind of hang out there and drink beers and just talk mm-hmm. to them and stuff. and. Mm-hmm. So I knew them all. Yeah. And she didn't really know anybody. In the beginning. She was doing I comedy. And you I have to, though. You have to get to know people because that's yeah. how you get booked. You know, I wanted to. I just didn't you know? know. I was like the people who brought me there drove me there. And so mm. they wanted to leave. I had to leave with them. she just like sat with her friends, yeah. you know, and then they would all leave together during yeah. the show, during the mic. It happened. But that makes uh, sense. so she she helped me as far as like getting my stuff together to get on stage eventually and i helped her as far as like socializing and getting yeah. to know the comics that's good that's yeah. awesome now you Absolutely. guys are like this like comedy dynamic duo you know <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yes it's like i'm doing marketing i'm doing this I'm <laughs> yes doing- <laughs> good sometimes hell yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i think that's great that's yeah great. it's super fun and then i've always so, told are, people are you guys married are you guys married or not? Yes, married? yes. So we got married right. uh, in 2019, um, in July of 2019, and then we we were taking a, a hiatus, I guess, from comedy at that point. We we're not doing it for about three, three and a half years, and that was same month we started doing it again. That's when we got back into it. Yeah. Okay. You did and a stop, pand- yeah. and then the pandemic hit. Yeah, that was, that was the best timing we had ever. Yeah. We were like, yeah, and then it stopped. We were having so much fun, yeah, <laughs> in the pandemic. Yeah. I know, the weirdest thing happened when I was I was doing really well as far as getting shows. And when the pandemic hit, I was, uh, I was like strangely happy. I'm like, oh, I can really take like a couple weeks off, no yeah. shows, go back kind of relook because you know I feel like when you're when you're you know you got your regular job plus you're doing comedy and you're doing it pretty like four or five shows a week you don't have a lot of time to like write new stuff you know what I mean and I feel like I was kind of falling back on the same stuff and I was like oh awesome all the shows are canceled sweet I'm gonna (laughs) like spend this time get some new stuff and then get back out there and then of course it just went on and on and on and on. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> you know, 
I guess I need a lot of new stuff because <laughs> it was just, yeah. But it was interesting. How did the pandemic treat you guys as far as like, you know, trying to get out there, trying to do stuff, trying to write, stuff like that? I don't know. Yes and no, right? Good and bad. Like, yeah. I feel like uh, we're, we had a lot of momentum uh, in person comedy doing shows. Mm-hmm. We, in that month of March, we had three weekend showcases in that month of March going into wow. March. Right. And we only got to do one of the three. Mm. And it was, I was so bummed about that. Cause that's what you want, right. You want those weekend yeah. showcases. And so, you know, we started, we kind of started taking our stuff online and we went online with it. Yeah. We had a really good online presence for a long time. And uh, we made a place for people to come and do comedy and, and hang out and play games and just different things online. So, you know, we had a pretty good time. Um, as far as you know what we could do online mm-hmm. with people and stuff like that how about yeah. you um you know it was weird because um as everyone has said you know doing the online shows was like it's almost silly you know it's almost ridiculous because you don't really hear a lot of mm-hmm. laughter and everything yeah. and then there was everything started transitioning into like outdoor shows and you know drive-in shows and you know there are all kinds of different versions of what we could do um which made it really interesting you know even you even have people like pam benjamin just like with a mic and a and a speaker out front of mutiny yeah the sidewalk it's in a fucking neighborhood you know what i mean (laughs) it's like an apartment right next door like (laughs) to your dick jokes at four o'clock in the afternoon it's just kind of weird um but but, you know, it was like it was like everybody was really just trying to figure something out. Like, what can we do? What can we, you know? Um, and it was, um, you know, and I, I did uh, I did a podcast with me and Dave. We did every Sunday, which was actually yeah. kind of fun. And um, until, you know, the pandemic was sort of not ha- it was sort of over. So then we stopped. But um, uh, and then we did, um, you know, and I started Match Game Apocalypse, which yeah. is still going really strong which it's just it's the weirdest amazing. thing it's i love it it's talk about that you. yeah talk about that for a second yes, that's please. incredible i super thank you so much you know i have to tell you that is all grimes he um uh my by the way who i, I don't know why I, i'm doing this in the microphone <laughs> anybody who doesn't know who grimes is he's that's my <laughs> husband um he um he is not a comedian um but he is a writer and he is a um director of photography and um he 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 makes movies. That's what he does. But, um, he, uh, he called me one day and was like, let's do like a match game thing online. And I was like, all right, like, why not? Right. We're not doing anything else. And we started match game apocalypse and it, um, what's cool about it is we can get people from all over the country. That's what I like. That's the one thing about zoom that makes it really cool is that, um, you know, we have two people from New York. We have people from Florida. We have people from like everywhere that zoom, that zoom in to do the show to the point where it's like, you know, somebody that is Satan and we have Gorilla X, <laughs> a gorilla. And we have, yeah, and I was going to say, I do like the variety that yes. you have because yeah. you don't have just comedians. You have burlesque, no. you have Satan, you have no. this wacky people. Yeah. Yeah. I have. So my core group of, of friends is actually, um, they're uh, like one of my best friends. He actually runs a show called Hubba Hubba Review, um, which is a, a burlesque variety show. Um, and he's been my friend for 20 years. And so 
I know all the burlesque people. Also, there's, I mean, Jesus, we have like, um, and we just had a parapsychologist on last night at last last night's Match Game Apocalypse. Um, he's a very famous parapsychologist, and um, he was on the show as a celebrity. Like, it's just crazy. Like, yeah, like singers and burlesque dancers, and uh, my friend Alada Boutte, who's burlesque, but she's yeah. also she was in Beach Blanket Babylon for a long time. She's a very famous singer and burlesque person, and um just just you know it's just fun you know actors billy buyer who is in like if you turn on if you turn on a law and order or a csi he probably <laughs> is like mopping the floor in the episode with three lines or whatever i mean i love billy and you know you just um robbie sandler who's one of our regulars he um he's actually a writer in new york he writes musicals um you know Chelsea Beers is another one of our regulars. She's, you know, Chelsea, she's an actor and a comedian and a baker and <laughs> just like everything. everything. Oh but that's God. why it's fun because you get you get a bunch of crazy people together. And, you know, Miles McGee, he's a, a drag performer, very famous drag performer. And it's just like you get a bunch of crazy people together and you're going to something is going to come out of it. And you just write some really good questions with a blank in them and yeah, you're gonna yeah. really get and then of course Grimes is in on the action which you guys yeah. know he plays our um so we always have a thing where you, you tip the performers through Venmo or PayPal he comes on as our spokesperson um the very first character he he did was um he did uh Mexican Jeff Goldblum and <laughs> he came on and just basically played Jeff Goldblum uh but he's clear my husband's you know, whatever, Mexican. He's not Mexican. You know, he's brown. You know what I'm saying? People, I always call him brown and then people go, what kind of brown? And I go, taco brown. I don't know how you know. <laughs> He's taco brown. But like brown people aren't brown. You know what I mean? They're like, but what I mean is you can't call a brown person Mexican because they could be everything. I mean, he's Tejano and a Yaki Indian and Spanish and you know it's like you can't really be like oh he's Mexican like it's not really right yeah you just can't put that one ball it doesn't fit like it doesn't fit everybody <laughs> can't say that but um yeah he'll come on last night he was uh he came on as Godzilla, oh. uh, in a Godzilla costume, um running for sheriff of Monster Island so um, <laughs> he's He's, I think my favorite, he does a lot of great uh, imitations of people, but my favorite was, uh, he did, um, he did, um, oh my God, hold on. Why can't I think of her name? I can't think of her name right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> he did John Malk, a great John Malkovich too, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's really fun. He's really good. I love it. He loves it too, man. He loves it so much. He did. Uh, he played. He came out as Olaf. Were you guys on that show? Yeah, I think. Olaf. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he so. was a spokesperson. He was talking about uh, um, a Disney dating app that we made up. Disney Disney character dating app uh, where the Disney characters could hook up uh, called Bibbidi Bobbidi Booty, and um, <laughs> and yeah, that was fun. He played Olaf. <laughs> That was fun. It's a really fun show. It's insane. It's an insane show. It doesn't make any sense. It goes off the rails very quickly. It's so insane. <laughs> it's so fun. That's what makes it so fun, though. I think the insanity of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody just, you're just like, what is happening right now? Like, yeah. it was funny. There was a, a fight broke out where everyone was talking about, like, how, what, 
I said a word and I can't even remember what it is now. And they said, I don't think that that's the correct way of using that word. And then somebody else was like, I do think that was the correct, unless they used it in this sentence. And I was like, <laughs> it's so, it, I said, it's so ridiculous when smart people fight. It's the dumbest <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you guys? But anyway. <laughs> uh, where can people find that? Where's that available? Yeah. Huh. So we run on a few platforms. There's a, um, there is an online, um, uh, what do you call it? It's, um, it doesn't matter. It's an on, there's, you can find it on YouTube. So that's the easiest way to find it um, is you can go on YouTube. It is on a, like a um, cable access channel and it's on a few. Oh, wow. Um, really? Yeah, it's on a few online channels as well. But if you go to YouTube, thank you. If you go into YouTube and just put in Match Game Apocalypse, it'll pop up. And um, there's 30, 50 episodes now. I think we do it every other weekend for like, we've done it every other weekend for, except for a few hiatuses for three years, two years, three years, almost three years. That's incredible. So you do it twice a month? We do it twice a month usually. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I got to yeah. get back on that because I missed last night's and it's not like I missed a really fun one. Oh, Godzilla. my God. Oh, my gosh. I love Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. The weirdest things. Yeah. The weirdest things are just when we try and figure out what we're going to do. And it's like, well, it can't be that. It has to be like a spin on that. You know, like <laughs> it's just, you know, it's always got to be like a spin on whatever it is. So oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, it's fun. And he's got a ton of costumes and, you know, Braden, the bee, the Braden, the bee that comes back all the time. And, <laughs> and then he's got, my favorite one is he'll run out of ideas and I'll say, well, why don't you just put the bear head with the bee costume and just be like <laughs> something from like, you know, Doc, right, I love something. Dr. Moreau or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like a, I'm a terrible experiment gone wrong and, you know, or chicken or who was he? He was chicken bee one time. Chicken bee was like a chicken head with like a bee body um, or might have been might have been flipped. But it, the whole idea was like um, the the modern um, suburban suburbanite that uh, has bees and chickens in their backyard. Well, I am both. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. It's a, you know, it's, it's a really fun writing exercise to do those kind of shows. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, because you have to come yeah. up with the questions and the theme and like the the, and the intermission part. And then you got to read the monologue and then you know, yeah. yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing. The funny part is, um, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of times we actually book it and or I book it and um and then we write it the day of the show. So I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that happens, you know. As a comic, I write a lot of jokes sometimes the day of the show. Yeah. Well, you know, it's don't you guys think it's funny too when you're doing um and I don't know if you guys have this where you're you're on stage and you're doing the joke and you you come up with great taglines and you're like, "Oh, it worked." And you get off you're like, "Yeah, that's yeah. going on there forever now." Like <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, for real. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes the moment or that push is like really the best um it makes you it makes you work. You know? I have this new um, premise <laughs> idea that it's not really a full joke yet, but my whole, my whole, what I'm trying to do is kind of say it a few times because the more I say it, the more I'll be able to like mold it and tag it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've asked, I've also had things that have been working lately where um, 
Cause you know, you get to that, you get to a point in uh, comedy where you're kind of like, okay, I need to like, I kind of need to like do all new jokes. Like I need to slowly yeah. build in a completely new set. You know mm. what I mean? Like I'm really, you know, I'm really just really like leaning on these core jokes that are doing great, but I really need to like switch it up. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm starting to do this thing now where I'm taking um, let's say I take out, I take like a, I try to build out a joke. Like there's one good joke. And then I try to build on that joke and sort of make it more of a bit, but then it's great. Cause then I go back to jokes that never worked and I just take one little tiny piece out of it. And I go, you know what? I think this little tiny piece is going to work right here. Yeah. You know? and, um, yeah. Where it's, it's just, which, which works. Cause like I had a whole thing about, um, keep being a cannibal and it was this whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, it was this whole thing about like, you know, I'm scared to fly. And I always just try to think to myself, it's okay. Cause if the, if the plane crashes, at least I can eat all these people, which one would I eat first? Right. But it never worked. It never fucking worked. I try. And you know, when you want a joke to work so bad, when you're like, I love yes. this joke. Yeah. Joke. It hasn't worked even once. Like, just like, fuck this joke. I'm like, so that was the cannibal joke. The cannibal joke never worked. No matter how much I would try and like rework it and rework it, it never worked. And, um, but then I, one night I was just in a frenzy because um, like I couldn't, it was, oh, you know where it was? It was Blue Lagoon, which is so hard sometimes because yeah. it's this, it's this riotous bar, right? It's really <laughs> And you've got um, an open mic that goes on for like two hours and then you get the showcase. And by then people have left, come back, whatever, you know Definitely what I mean? Drunk, yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's so hard. It's a really hard show. And I just kind of went off the rails because I was trying to get their attention. I just started talking about all this stuff and like squishing jokes together and just getting really excited. And I was like, oh my God, what's it? You know, and I was like, and I, <laughs> I ended up tagging part of that cannibal joke onto another joke and it worked. And I was like, yes, nice. like, this is great. Yeah. Cause I have this whole joke about like, <clears throat> which really happened um, when I became a vegetarian, it was because um, I was at somebody's house and um, I was eating a bowl of soup that was made by the grandparents of the person that I was, they, she lived with her grandparents and her grandpa and I was eating the soup and a chicken had floated to the top of the soup and and the grandpa came over grandpa Sam he came over and he goes shh and he just pushed the chicken head back into the soup he goes he goes shh you sleep now that's what he did for real and he and then he was totally like okay go for it you're done like yeah it's okay now it's okay and I was like no, it's not okay. Like, wow. it's not okay. But I went, right before I told that joke, I was like, I'm a vegetarian. Don't hate me. And then it was like, you know, I wouldn't mind being a cannibal and kind of like went and did the cannibal joke. But because I had it within this other context, it worked. You know, the end of that joke is um, of the cannibal joke is like, um, you know, but would you eat a baby? You know, not kill a baby, but like eat a baby. Like if you had to, you know what I mean? But you got to cook, <laughs> you got to cook that baby smell off, you know? What I mean? <laughs> no. And I know, right. Which, which 
I understand in thinking about it, why people weren't okay with it. Because a lot <laughs> actually think that's terrible. Right. But uh, I mean, it's not, come on, but seriously, you couldn't eat a baby with a baby smell, that yummy baby smell. Right. You guys have- <laughs> but I'm just saying like, but anyway, but that, but that's what I started doing is I realized that I have to deconstruct the, the ones that aren't working and put a piece of that into, and to make, to build a bit, you know what I mean? I mean, sorry, my dog is, there's a squirrel. So <laughs> sorry about that. How do you guys, how do you, Athena, how do you build your, I've a lot of your stuff is from your life, which I love. Yeah. Um, um, but how do you, how do you build it? When does it occur to you? Like, do you start with a little, like, I should do a bit about my aunt or whatever, or my tia and then from there, or how does, how do you, how do you, how is your process? What's your cool. process? Like? Uh, usually I, I think that, uh, when I'm telling people, okay, okay. This is how I can explain it. All right. So the way that I tell jokes on stage is the way that I would tell people in like a crowd, like in my family, uh, Mm -hmm. something that happened to me and they've always laughed the same way a crowd does. So I just basically do the same thing and I can tell by the way that they laugh, uh, which parts they're laughing the most at. And then Mm -hmm. I work around that part. So I'll build on that. Or if I know it's too wordy and it's taking too long to get to that laugh, then I know to, you know, trim the fat on it a little bit, or I know when to like, let it draw out because they're laughing a little bit longer. So I kind of go by uh, life experience and then I tell it on stage and, you know, what sticks sticks. Cause I mean, the hardest part about it is that there's different, um, audience everywhere at every different mic there's different audiences and even though that's the hardest part it's also the best part because then you can shop it around and make it universal in the process yeah i have noticed that too and i've noticed that's first first thing that came to my mind was the fact that you're trying your shit out on your family which is hilarious to me (laughs) I can't try nothing out on my family because my mom has a very strange sense of humor. Like she doesn't get it. And my sister is always trying to outdo me. She's always like, I'm funny too. And then like tries to outdo me. And I'm like, shut the fuck up and listen to my suffers. And, but so I think that's very interesting. And the second part is um, you're absolutely right. Because I find that um, like, I have this whole thing about how I used to be half Mexican when I actually found out that the, person who had adopted me and I thought was my real father who's a Mexican guy or brown guy um and <laughs> it turns out I'm not even related to him so I didn't know until I was in my like 40s um that that was not my actual biological father oh, and, wow. yeah oh whatever it's fine but I, um. made, like, I made like a whole set about it and um but it's funny because there's parts of it which don't play well when you're around a lot of white people like there's a whole thing where um, it's like, you know, um, uh, yeah, we roll my R's for nothing. And I'd be in a, a restaurant and be like, hola, you know, and like, and the <laughs> waitress walk away going pinchy weather. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, but like in San Rafael, they don't know what pinchy weather is. So, you know what I mean? What's a wow. pinchy? <laughs> what is 
a peachy weta. And I have a whole thing where I'm like, dad, what'd she say? And he's like, she thinks you're pretty. And I'm like, mommy, you're a peachy weta. And, but it's, it's like, I know, <laughs> but it's funny because that, that joke works really well in San Jose. That yeah, joke. Absolutely. Oh yeah. That oh, does yeah. not work in San Rafael. Cause they don't know what, and then when you have to explain what it is, fucking white girl, no one is like, they're like, yeah, yeah I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it is funny when you go certain places, you're like, I'm not doing that joke, but then certain I places, you're like, oh, this joke's going to kill here. Yeah. You know she what I mean? found that out the hard way, actually, in Hawaii. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, um, they didn't get a lot of my um, uh, Mexican-American jokes at all. Uh, there was only one woman in the crowd. She came up to me after. She's like, you were so funny. I got all your jokes. I'm Mexican, too. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, it happens. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Oh, and if yeah, you have, like, my a, mind. if you have like a really uh, a crowd, for, there's one joke I have too where it's like if you have a crowd that's really like all it's like a chick party, right? It's all like chicks going out and have you know like it's like a thing. It's a birthday party. It's all women and they're all with their friends. Um, there's a great joke about um, uh, that I do that it works every fucking time if there's a crew of women there, right? <laughs> <laughs> where it's like. It's like, uh, oh, I have a friend that's like a germaphobe. And just because I don't put down the paper toilet seat cover in a public bathroom, she gets really disgusted by me. But this is the same bitch that we can go to a club and she'll blow a guy after meeting him in a half an after a half an hour in the bathroom. And I don't know if she puts the paper toilet seat cover protector on the base of the penis. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's it's that joke works every fucking time when there's a crew of women. So I'm like, oh. I gotta make sure I do that one. Like it's oh, just wow. do you ever see them looking at one person in their crowd? Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's like oh they point them out. It's her. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's like, and that's I think that's one of the great things about like you go to a you go to a show and you like scope out the audience. Like, I'll never understand comics that stand outside while other comics are on stage before they're gonna go on when you're like no nah, bitch you need to be in there looking at the crowd what are they responding to how is it working are they having a hard time grabbing them are they having a hard time keeping yeah. them are they you know what I mean like the ebb and flow of trying to get a crowd to be with you the whole time you know mm -hmm. like it's I don't I mean those maybe those comics are just more badass you know they're just way cooler than I am and they just know they're just assuming they're going to kick open the doors and like just kill it. <laughs> but like, I feel like really like drilling down on who this audience is and what they want to hear. You know, what does this audience want to hear? You know, do you do you have that, Sam? I'm sorry, I'm taking over yeah. your podcast. No, I think I really. Fine. This is great. I think uh, I'm just my, so my jokes. My jokes are very like like punny, like wordplay kind of jokes. Mm -hmm. And so when I see comics going up. And if they're doing those kind of jokes and they're doing well with them, then I, I feel really confident. Yeah. Uh, but if they're not, if like, if they're going up there and they're like, oh, this and this, and then I go, okay, that's kind of a silly joke. And the crowd doesn't respond to it. I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta work a little bit harder tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like my, my writing style is I will think of something funny or say something funny and then work it backwards and like mm -hmm. get to it. Right. So I'll think of like, I'll say something in conversation. I'll say, 
this this line and i'll think oh that's really funny how do i get there in the joke and yeah. so i just kind of i just kind of work it backwards yeah i i i respect that um i because i um for me i mean i do have a lot of stuff that comes out of my life now um sort of on your level you know where you're like oh that's oh yeah let's talk about crazy uncle jim or whatever you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i do have a little bit of that and i do have a little I, I've noticed that when I started, I was making a lot of shit up, like stuff that wasn't even yeah. true, like, like completely false stuff. Um, but then as I've gotten further into, I'm like s- almost seven years in now, um, I've noticed that I'm like definitely trying to be more about things that actually did come out of my life and things I'm dealing with now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, gaining pandemic weight and like that kind of stuff you know having the neighbor ask me if i was pregnant that kind of stuff where i'm just like you know oh that that happened damn (laughs) that fucking happened (laughs) wow good news wrote an entire bit around it hell yeah Yeah. fucking worked i i and i told her i so in real life i told her no i've just been drinking a lot and i gained weight because i gain all my weight in my tummy right Oh, like right. Athena, you you gain it in your booty. I gain it in my everywhere. Head. Actually, it just goes everywhere. Booty now. first, booty first, <laughs> yes. and then everywhere else. Be over- <laughs> I have like two waist though, but I'm like all tummy. I and I my the joke is you know I have like a weird dad bod now. You know what I mean? Because it's like <laughs> all in my tummy. But um, but yeah, like I turn that into a joke. You know, where in in the joke I'm like, yeah, I. I told her, yes, I'm pregnant because I didn't want to make us both uncomfortable. And then I just figured, okay, I look about six months, three months, I'll lose the weight. Tell her I gave the baby away, you know, just like, (laughs) um, but I'm just saying like now I do more stuff about myself, but I will say it's, it, it, for me, it's, um, I have a hard time just sitting down and writing, but what I do because I think you guys all are smart asses as well. When you're really good on your feet, um, you think of stupid shit all the time. And when you say something, you think to yourself, oh, I got to write that down. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a little thing. I got to write that down, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I, and then build on it. Just like you said, Sam, just kind of like build on it. And then the other thing I I've done is um, I, when you do think of weird stories that happen, like the neighbor asking me if I was pregnant, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what can, can I make this into something good? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, can I flip it? Like, you know what I mean? You know, or I don't know, like um, the other thing that I, you know, sometimes you need to feel inspired. So um, do you guys ever watch other comedians like specials and stuff like that? And that kind yeah. of inspires you? Absolutely. Like, yeah, definitely. yeah, like, wait a minute, I had a weird situation that's similar to that, but different. Let me write my own version kind of thing. Um, and then I used to watch uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway all the time. Oh, yeah. Love that, that, show. that show is yeah, super that fun. So, that was so good. And I'll never yeah. forget there was one that was um, uh, uh, terrible names to name a racehorse. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. And I was like, and I'm all, I got it, a dead horse, because you can't beat a dead horse. Like, you know, it's just, <laughs> I know, stupid shit like that. But it was, it was, um, but I would make stuff up. Now I'm doing more stuff like out of my life, but it's definitely, um, uh, but it's interesting, isn't it? Like trying to build it out and keep making it funny. And it's great to have a partner too that has a good sense of humor. You guys probably know this. 
because you can test you can test it on them. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. I'll tell him like a whole thing. Okay, I thought of this, and then if he laughs, if he actually LOLs, then I'm like, okay, I got something. If he's like, oh, I'm like, you didn't laugh though, so fuck that. I'm going back and changing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you have to like. Honestly, if I can't make him laugh, he's such a, you guys want him in every audience. He's such a good laugher. Like he really will. Yeah. He's not, he's not one. I had a friend, I have a friend who all she does is just go, that's funny. Oh shit. I just want to smack you in the face. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) That's my comic laugh. I feel like, yeah, I feel like as comics, we're a little bit uh, immune to laughter. Mm. I'll be laughing in my, in my mind, like hella loud. But then it just comes out as, oh, that was a good one. Yeah, like I could hear like oh. the, one of the funniest jokes of my life. And I was just like, wow, that is an incredible joke. And I wouldn't even like react to it. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. Okay, I can say why I'm that way. And that's mostly okay. because, okay, uh, when we go out on the scene and we're doing like just open mics and stuff and we have to record i have to be silent when i'm holding the camera because i laugh at his jokes when oh i'm my recording goodness. him yes. laughing you're so laughing well. right that does microphone. make sense actually <laughs> okay that makes sense yeah so now I, I i got myself trained to where i'm just like so you're not just like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes well i can't use this I saw my set list i always put my set list on the back of my phone oh that's, that's a smart. good idea that's a good idea and then when I, when you walk up i just keep it flipped but i'm recording that way i can if i lose my place i can do one of these you know you have your water next to it and you're like oh i know right <laughs> that's good so what's what yeah you know <laughs> my little trick i like it that is really cool i find myself forgetting things like i'll, I'll leave stage and go oh i didn't tell this joke oh i didn't tell that joke oh continuously not only that the worst part the worst part is when you forget a tag that you're like fuck that tag is so good yeah fucking killed it right at the end boom you know what i mean like uh that i have a really i have it's funny i have a hard time remembering what jokes i'm gonna like you know, you build a set and it kind of one joke goes to another joke. Yeah. That's the one I have a hard time with. Remembering the joke itself, no problem at all. I have no problem with that at all. But remembering like, and then this joke and then this joke, especially if you're like featuring or headlining and you have a longer set, so hard. I have such a hard time. I don't know if it's the drinking or what. I, I don't. I, I do the same thing. I, I feel like changing the sequence on how I do my jokes uh, keeps it a little bit fresher for me. Like mm-hmm. makes it not feel so like repetitive or because there will be sometimes I feel like like this weird wave of self sabotage where I'm right about to tell this joke. I know it kills. I know they like it. I know it's okay. But then my mind is like, I don't want to tell this joke i don't oh, like really? telling it anymore i'm tired of this joke and i'm like stop let's just get through it this one time <laughs> wow. oh interesting how do you guys deal with the self-doubt just curious um, i just or you just hate it? you hate yourself yeah I, just- I i didn't know there was another option oh my <laughs> i don't know i mean like you said you know i only feel as good as my last set you know sometimes yeah and so like, I if, I, if I feel like I had a really good set, then I'll feel on top of the world. 
Uh, the last set that I did in person for myself now, it was over a month ago. Um, I should get back out there. I have some stuff coming up in January, but um, what happened? So I was telling you, it was this kind of a rowdy bar scene and, and I was telling my jokes and I started off really strong. And, you know, I told one joke that was probably a little bit too punny for the crowd and they went, Oh, like that. And then I just, I just sunk. I just sunk from there. (laughs) Like, Oh, uh, okay. Uh, And then I just blanked out and I couldn't think of anything. And I just, I, I just crashed and burned and I felt terrible. Dude. I did I I did this show and it was a fantastic audience and I froze. You ever have that where it just yeah, that's how I felt kind of yeah. Right? I was doing great. I was like six minutes in fucking just doing great. And I and it and everyone was laughing. And then you know when they're laughing, that's when you're thinking of the next thing you're gonna say. As soon as they start to small like go down, yeah. that's when yep. it hit them. I, as it were going down, I was like fuck what was I gonna say and I I fucking froze because I was too long in the oh what am I gonna do next like I just froze in it and you know you pop back up and everyone had stopped laughing and they were just looking at me and I was like uh and it's almost like you gotta start all over again yeah, <laughs> yeah like, really do is. an opener joke to get this party started again like fuck you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you got to build that momentum all the way back up again. It's just, and and I want you to know, you guys, it, uh, as stand-up comedian, you guys haven't been doing it that long, though, right? You've been doing it like you, you are. You, I mean, you guys are both really. Yeah, yeah, we've been for a while, but I started, we had that break. Remember? I started in 2010, but I had like a three years off. And yeah, she yeah, yeah. 2009 Nine. for her. Okay. Oh, then you guys have been doing it for a really long yeah. time. Okay. No, I mean, I've, I've always seen you around, but I always wonder if we started at the same time or if you were a little earlier or... Well, did you start in 2015? Because you said seven years. Yeah, like seven years, whatever so that is. It looks like, I think you started during our, our time away. Yeah. If that's oh, the okay. case. And so when we when we came back into comedy in 2019, you were like, Erie Diamond, Blondies. You were like, it was like, wow, oh, she's yeah. so cool. This show looks so cool. And like, we didn't really know you then. You know, mm. but that's you were kind of like doing that thing at that time. Oh yeah, it's so cool. No, yeah. we're all the same. There's people no, that are. I know. We no, are. No, there's nothing. Does this fucking piss you off too? I know I'm jumping around. I, I, uh, the worst thing I can do when I'm like, eh, I've been booked in a while. Worst thing I can do is go on Instagram or Facebook. It's like yeah. here's my list of shows. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. I don't even think you're funny. And I'm like, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself like going, it's oh, so this, mad. Headlining, this person's headlining. I'm, I'm as good as they are. I can keep up with that person. You know, oh, yeah. that person's headlining. I'm not even on a show, you know, <laughs> or, or like, I'll see like friends, like, Oh, still haven't booked me. You motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get so angry. Like I just, I just, this is the, I, so what I wanted to tell you guys was um, uh, my best friend was, um, the show, the uh, props showrunner and maker of Beach Blanket Babylon um, for like 19 years. Um, if you guys know what that show is, do you guys know what Beach Blanket Babylon was? Um, longest running stage show in San Francisco. Um, oh, wow. Wonderful. wonderful. And um, I got to meet everybody that was in the show because he was my best friend and I would get to go to the show and I get to meet everybody afterward. He would take me to like the holiday parties and stuff. Right. Oh, my wow. best friend. So very cool. And I remember even the actors that were in the show forever were like, 
are you out of your mind for doing stand-up? What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, what, what? And they're like, that is the hardest thing you can ever do. These are like seasoned 30-year-old or 30 years in the business actors, stage actors, um, who are just like, I would never do that. I would never do that. How would you ever do that? That is the hardest thing to do. And it's like, I I would like to say and put it out there, since this is a show about stand-up comedy, not only do you have to perform it, you have to keep it rolling, you have to write it all. And it hopefully, if you don't have somebody writing for you, um, like some people I know, but um, like there, like you're writing it, you're performing it, and you gotta keep it rolling and you gotta make them like leave with them wanting more. And you got to do it with a mic, uh, a bar stool, and hopefully a, a light on you because we've <laughs> all done a lot of bar shows. And yes. <laughs> um, and if you eat shit, you just eat shit, and that's all there is to it. It's yeah. it is the it is the hardest thing I can think of to do on stage. You know, um, I don't know, but anyways, I've had, uh, I've had musicians tell me like. I can never do that. Like I go on stage, but there's a guitar in front of me. It's just mm-hmm. you just up there by yourself with just a microphone. That's you know? it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. I think and the only then... thing... Oh, go ahead. Oh, um... I was just going to say the only thing that saves me is I've been in, um, I've been in, uh, as I've been in sales like my whole life. And that's the one thing that can kind of, you're trying to connect you know, to make that sale. And then yeah. like, that's kind of like where I'm at when I'm on stage trying to connect to make that sale. Unless I'm on a show where I can't see the audience. I, I can't too, do yeah. it. <laughs> wow. So. I was going to say, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, pro wrestling fan. Mm. And the magic of professional wrestling is you're doing this thing that you've practiced a million times and you're taking it out there and you're trying to make it look like a real fight. Right. You mm. want the you want to sell, you want people to believe that this is a real fight that's happening in front of your eyes. The the magic of stand-up comedy is you want the audience to believe that these jokes you've said a million times that you're saying for the first for the first time out of your mouth and it's brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I always uh I like to do a thing in my own head where I'm like, I want to tell you something. Like yeah. that is like what I'm thinking. Because if I'm doing that, just like you were saying, Athena, you're like telling a story, you're telling a thing. If I go out there with the intention of like, I really want to tell you this, like, then it, you can get, you can get that push of that energy is like, oh, you guys, oh my God. (laughs) Like that kind of feeling. And one thing that I've learned in the time of of doing standup, because I'm not saying I'm great at it or whatever, but, but like the things that I've learned in trying to get better is um, when you have that great connection with the audience, when you have that fucking fantastic set, when I leave the stage, hopefully there's a stage. Um, I am, I know, right. I am like, get off. And the thing that I've start, I've realized in the past few years is, is remember what that feeling was. Remember how you approached it, how you approached them the vibe that you were getting back and forth with the audience, that feeling is a feeling you want to try and tap into every time you go up. Cause if you had a great set, that was why, you know what I mean? Um, and like, if you can try, insight. yeah, like if you can try and tap into that, like, wow, why was that so different? Well, you know, I was pumped. I was really pumped. And I, 
I showed it and I did this and I, and I remember it wasn't how I told the joke. It was how I was connecting. It was energy I was vibing with. It was the, what was the attitude I brought out there? Cause whatever it was, it really worked, you know, and that is what, um, trying to tap into that same thing. Um, I heard, um, was a, I think it was Michael Jordan or something. And he was like, you know what that dunk feels like. And you try and remember that feeling, you know, and that's like what, there was one of the, it's one of the things that I've learned to how to get the right energy when I'm on stage, you know, cause this is how I'm talking to you right now, how intense I am. That's how I am all the fucking time. Like <laughs> stage, That's what I want to bring. And I've tried different, I don't know if you guys have done this, but I've tried different approaches. I tried to like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. You know, this kind of approach, mm-hmm. like I'm the laid back, like weird chick per- kind of approach doesn't work as well as like, who I really am, which is like this crazy person that is like, <laughs> yeah, tell you. I'll never forget when I started stand up. I called uh Grimes and I was like, I was like, you know what? Uh, I was just I was listening to this uh comedian on, on the radio and he was talking about like, you know, you gotta find your your niche, you gotta find your persona. Like, what do you think persona is? And he goes, You're fucking weird, dude. And I was like, <laughs> okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Like, it was like <laughs> the weirdest conversation. It's like, you're fucking weird, dude. Like, <laughs> like okay, you're right. But yeah, it's uh, that, that finding that space or that energy was like something I really tried to do. It's so hard when you're like, just not feeling it, you know? Yeah. Um, like when Robin Williams said, you know, I just wasn't feeling funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do find that I, I have a better a better set and a better time when I um, kind of bring the energy and I'm a little more aggressive on stage. Hmm. See, yeah. Yeah. And when you, and then, but it's hard to, to ramp up to it, you know? It is. Yeah, it really is. It's really hard. It's, I find it really, really hard when I go to a show and I don't know any of the other comics because um, I don't feel included. I feel like an outcast. And then that makes me all like being all me and like the outcast. And then it's really hard to ramp up that fun energy oh, when you're yeah. just like, who's this old weird chick that came to the show that's not a 25 year old in a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> White dude in a hoodie who's going to talk about how broke he is, you know, like, yeah, right. This, oh, Tinder, you know, like, I'm like, I don't know. I the show there. that we did together a long time ago now, uh, the Suitman show and in, in Hayward at the bar in Hayward. Like I feel like that night it was super comfortable because we everybody knew each other on the car, like all the comics knew each other, and um, I would just I had a really good time. And that, that night I was super energetic and uh, really aggressive, and I feel like I had a really good set. Yeah, you had a really good set. I'm sorry, but Athena had like the fucking blowout set of the night. Yeah. She, she does. Yeah, she does. She does that. You had a fantastic set that night. The whole room was like super with you, man. They were you were killing it that night. It was awesome. But um, but the again, bar show. If you know anybody, honestly, it like it's if you can kill at a bar show, like you you're you're gonna be fine at like a regular, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. They're fucking playing darts in front of you and shit. Like, <laughs> It's at right least, next to you. At least, at least shut the pool table down. Yes. Oh my God. That's one thing. I remember this bar that we used to do when we first started doing comedy. Like between the, jo- I'll tell a joke, and instead of hearing laughter, you hear pool balls hit each other. 
<laughs> oh yeah, absolute hundred percent. Or the the best one is when there's like a game on, oh, and yeah. you're like, I've done, I've done where there was I did one where there was actually a game. They had it on in the in the adjacent room, but everyone was so loud. You would like do like a a song like you know, and then blah 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 like the punchline, and then everyone go yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you. I thought it was good too. Like it was just ridiculous. Like, yeah, it was just it's bar shows are ridiculous, dude. Yeah. I did one the other day and uh my friend Enosh, she do you guys know Enosh? He's he's amazing. He, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Enosh. And he was doing his set, and this guy just goes, You suck dick. And he was like, Huh? I'm sorry. And you know, he has a very soft voice. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, wh- what did you say? And he's like, you suck dick. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, he's, he's from Turkey, by the way. He's a Turk. Um, for anybody listening, it's oh, yes. a <laughs> weird accent. Cause he's from Turkey and he's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, I guess I am coming out tonight. Uh, after 40 years, I guess I'm sucking dick tonight. Uh, you know, just totally made it hilarious it was awesome he is very funny nothing better than someone screaming you suck dick right in the middle of your set that's the best (laughs) well it makes me feel better about myself i guess because you know it's very funny oh you'll get it someday someday (laughs) you'll get a you suck dick and you'll know exactly what to say (laughs) i'll just repeat that in my turkish accent you know just bring it out oh my god but anyways so yeah, awesome talking to you guys. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have any, you don't have any current podcasts, right? Your podcast is, you're not doing it anymore? You know, it's funny. I stopped doing it because I was going to rework it and then I just never put it back together. And I need to do that because I love talking to people and I love interviewing people. And yeah. um, you sure. guys have been so much fun to talk to. Um, but I just have to have you guys over for dinner or something. But yeah, um, definitely. We'd be down to hang out sometime. For That's sure. Fun. For sure. Um, so yeah. Do you guys have kids? Yes. Uh, How many kids? Three. You have three fucking kids? Yeah. Uh, My oldest is going to be 21 later this month. What? (laughs) Baby. (laughs) And then um, my oldest daughter is 19 and my youngest, my sweet baby angel is 16. Wow. You have like grownups. The one that I followed, the cat, she's five. (laughs) <laughs> oh you have a little one. Oh, the kitty yeah. i'm sorry you fathered yes yeah. apparently he fathered her not adopt not adopted she's not adopted <laughs> i meant my that sarcastically but <laughs> my dog is adopted wow you have older kids that's so crazy you look way too young to have kids that old Everybody says that or like they'll say you don't have like mom energy i'm like really it's just like bursting out of me <laughs> i i don't know about that i mean i don't see i don't feel like you have mom energy but but most of the people the comics i know that are moms don't really have mom energy because they're oh, wow. you gotta be weird to, yeah. I like, you're out there telling dick jokes it's not a mom thing you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's just but um no but wow interesting older kids hmm. well though they're, they're always babies to me though Oh, of Not course. That weird thing where like, oh, they're still my babies. My my son is like six foot something <laughs> towers over me. And I'm like, my sweet little baby. <laughs> well, 
Um, yes. So podcasts, I'm, I, I'm going to reinvent a podcast because I do love doing podcasts. Oh, it's yeah. really fun to yeah. talk to people. Absolutely. And it's fun to talk to people when you're not like going up next or just got off the stage or, you know, um, and I don't really hang out that much with people. Like I'll hang out a little bit with the comics, but like I see comics like doing stuff together. I'm like, don't right? you have... <laughs> yeah, we don't <laughs> like, really either. You know, sometimes, you know, we have comic have friends, friends that'll come over now and then, but mm-hmm. you don't really like do a lot of hang out either. yeah it's weird i mean i have a crew of friends but they're not comics you know they're from like way back like so i don't know it's just interesting but um warehouse days (laughs) (laughs) dude i've got to tell like i you know back then like a lot of my friends have moved to different places all over the country and stuff um but so what back then we had a core group of like 15 people. So if I was going to have a party, those are my core friends that would come over. It was like 15 people. It was, it was fun. It was fun. I'll never forget. I was, I was meeting them at a bar one night and I showed up early because I went right after work and I was sitting alone at this bar table waiting for my friends to show up. And these two little fucking bitches were sitting down and they were like, look at her poor thing oh well because you're by yourself yeah and i was just laughing because i'm like you'll see in an hour 15 of my friends are going to walk through that door (laughs) this entire bar so whatever bitch like it was but yeah it was i own this place (laughs) you just don't know yet (laughs) and when you're as old as me and you've been going out that long in san francisco like most of the clubs i know i know the owner, the bartender, the DJ, the every, you know, because I've been, you know, out forever. So, but anyway, yeah, good times. Hell yeah. The advantage of being old. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for talking to us and hanging out with us. You want to plug your social media? Oh yeah. Let's see. What do we got here? You can, you can catch me on, um, I got Erie Diamond Comedy on Facebook. You can go, um, Evelyn Erie Diamond on Facebook and on Instagram, um, Evelyn Diamond or hold on. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, it's really funny. This, this like 20 year old chick actually said to me, you don't know your Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. How do you not know your Instagram? I was like, Dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I have a 401k. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's diamond 6162. So that's my other Instagram. So it's either Evelyn diamond or diamond 6162 on Insta. So there you go. You can check me out. See what I'm doing, Hell and yeah. I'm doing shows. Woo, that's always fun. Uh, you can find me at Funky Sam Medina across the board, and me at She Shines for You. I'll spell that. And everything else we do is a hypothetical comedy. Awesome, thank you so much, Yuri. Oh, uh, uh, Gorilla Made Productions is the name of our production company. So if you see anything, okay. that, that's Grimes and I's production company. So we do movies and we do all kinds of stuff. So you see gorilla made that's us so oh yeah that's good to know yeah that's awesome